I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Don't, Don't raise trade just yet. yet. Sit down and strap in for the Ultimate Super Coach Podcast. It's time to win your leagues and dominate your mates. This is the Jewel Position Podcast, hosted by Whisperer and Adrianosaurus. New year, new co-host, new intro. Uh, welcome to the Jewel Position Podcast, the very first episode of 2023. We've just ticked over to the new year, uh, but you know we're 57 days away, I think, from Teamless Tuesday, so the countdown is definitely on. As always, I am the SC Whisperer. Uh, coach last year at the Rams Resurgence. Don't know if we have a name this year. Um, Supercoach ranked last year 140th, joined by the great Adrian Delaney, a.k.a. SC Adrianosaurus. Mate, how are we? Mate, I'm super. I was saying off air there that I went large over New Year's. You did float recording yesterday, and I was no in no shape to do that. But I'm here today. I'm feeling refreshed, and I'm keen as mustard. I haven't really had a big look um, at the NRL. I've, I know the team pick is open, so I'm, I'm going in probably a little fresher than you are because you're not as much of a BBL nut like I am, and I'm doing content on the BBL. But um, look, I'm pumped, and I've been doing a bit of uh, you know a bit of research um, in the last day. You know, I'm keen to talk Supercoach. Yes, I am very much a BBL casual. Um, it generally gets to you know, ten minutes before kickoff, uh, ten, ten minutes before uh, lockout, where I will message you and be like, "Hey, look, who are we uh, who are we buying this week?" And um, yeah, that's basically the extent of. My BBL knowledge, but yeah, Supercoach NRL, we've really ramped it up there. Um, first things first, mate, who, who is who is Ada? Who is SCA Dionysaurus? For A lot of people know who you are, but I guess for the few that don't, um, what is your Supercoach history? You know, what sort of stuff do you make and, and how did you sort of finish up last year? Yeah, um, look, I'm a big Supercoach nuffy. When it comes to NRL and BBL, I'm probably more into NRL because I'm an NRL lover, a big Canberra Raiders fan. Up the middle? Um, look, yeah, look, in the early days, I sort of went on a, as a guest, sort of part of the panel of the um, Supercoach experience. Um, I finished up sort of doing that. And I was always there, like, with the, you know, the B, with the NRL Supercoach, Rob Sutherland and Sangster just hanging shit on him, you know, mucking around, you know, a bit of... As bit we of all do. Yeah, a bit of banter and stuff. And I used to get under their skin a little bit and they'd read me out on the show and stuff. And, um, look, I had... A few people say you should do a podcast and you do well at Supercoach. Um, you're pretty entertaining. So I sort of just started it out. I was a little bit wobbly and messy at the start because obviously I was drinking beers and going in and recording drunk and stuff. So it was a messy old start, but we reestablished. We got ourselves into a format, I think, that worked for us. And um, the, pop, the podcast has done well. I've got you know lots of people giving great feedback and getting you know, lots of listens and stuff. Um, you know, I go across all of the um, socials, Facebooks, Instagram, um, Twitter, you know, and I'm up on a, a lot of different, um, you know, Apple, Spotify, SoundCloud. People can find me in all sorts of places. Um, and look, I, I give it raw and honest. I'm 
you, you know, I think there's players like um, yourself that dive into numbers and stuff like that. And of course, I, I concentrate on numbers, but I get a feel for players. I kind of, um, I've managed to get onto some players who were a little bit pottish and I just go with the feel if I like it. doesn't always pay off, um, but, you know, I'm a player who plays a bit more by feel. Um, look, I've always done pretty well in Supercoach. Last year was actually my best finish ever um, in Supercoach. Um, I finished in, well, where were we? I finished in 241, which is a nice finish um, for overall. I'm, I play a lot of cashies. I'm a head-to-head player, so may, hopefully this year we can give some head-to-head advice as well. Yeah. Um, because I'm, I've, I probably consider myself to be an expert head-to-head player. I, I win head-to-heads, and I always come, you know, top couple and take out. Well, in my case, cashies um, by winning head-to-heads. But last year I had a good crack at overall, and I think I had a good finish. So, um, yeah, that's me in a nutshell. Yeah, wonderful. I think that's a really big appeal as well. Like, you're a big personality. I'm a big personality. We both have, um, you know, big says on, on what we want, and, and we will disagree with each other throughout the season. But I think I would like to say I'm a expert, in quotation marks, overall player. Um, you know, you, you, you specialize in more head-to-head. Uh, they, they do go hand-in-hand in, in some sense. Like, for example, like I said, I finished 140th last year. Won a few head-to-heads, but, you know, didn't really focus on it. Uh, and there is a bit of a different strategy as well. So having both those perspe- perspectives, I think, will be will be uh, fantastic. Now, you know, you, you mentioned you came 240th last year. What were some things that worked for you? What were some things that didn't work for you? Because last year was the first year, you know, we had the had the boosts, and that they were a big contentious point. I know that I came into the season... With a plan, with the boosts, that plan mm. went that plan went out the window. But yeah. what what worked for you last year? You felt um, well. The boost probably didn't work for me because I, I probably just burnt them way too quickly. Um, I was trying to get myself back on level terms with you know some of the people who'd started hotter than me, um, and I burnt them. And I, I, I every year I always regret that I didn't save trades and last year I used my boost um, too early. I know that even your chat was like, ah, who needs boosts? And I kind of had that attitude. It was a bit blase about them. I was like, well, they're extras here and I'm just going to burn them. Um, what did I do well last year? I, I think um, I got on to, like, if you can go a week earlier than everyone else yeah. on a player, like I got Manu early and and held him for the rest of the year. Um, you know, I got on to Harry Grant right from season one and uh, right from round one and Munster, even though they were on the, they were off for round one. I just was like, well, I'm not compromising on that. They're the guys I want. And I just sat him for, for week one and it just worked out really well for me. Just picking the actual team that I wanted and getting on these players maybe a week before everybody else got on because you get um, the score. One of the things I did wrong was I knew I wanted to go Cleary and I went one week too long because um, remember he came in and he got that big, enormous 100 or whatever. Yeah. And some other people I talked to in Supercoach had gone a week early on him and it had really paid off for him. Yeah, I was, um, I was overall, one of those, I was one of those yeah. ones that went early. And, lucky you, bastard. You're, yeah, but, you're, so, you're right. You're right. Like, And I think rectifying your mistakes as well, not having too big of an ego. Like, if you get it wrong, cool. Like, that's just... For example, myself, I started with Brad Schneider, like, I'm a, like a lot of people, uh, and mm. I was very anti-Nico Hines just in, in the preseason. Mm. Um, and, you know... Brad Schneider would have been a fantastic cash cow, but we cut him pretty quickly and brought in Nico just because it looked fantastic. So you can have these bold stances on players. That's totally okay. Um, but if it, if it turns out to be wrong, then you, I think you've got to jump on them uh, when, when they present themselves. 
Yep, you can't be too stubborn and keep slipping behind. You know, uh, very early you go, this is the guy. This year, like Tuppany last year. Yeah. There was a time where we knew that Tuppany was the guy, and I never brought him into my team at all. Uh, I, I love that. I love that guy. I, I, I bought him, I think, in round 13 just because I needed some more buy numbers. Like, I had no plans on, like, holding him long term. Uh, and then he became very, very good. So jumping on players a week early, you know, as you said, is fantastic. Um, mm. 2023. Now, uh, for you guys watching on YouTube, you can see the little plug in the top left-hand corner. Um, this year, I'm going to be running, uh, I guess, a premium Discord server where it's basically 24-7 access to me. I'm very, very fortunate with the large community that, that you know I've managed to build. I, I just don't have enough time in the day to look at everyone's teams that they send me. I'm sorry. Um, so yeah, the Discord's going to have access to me, um, a, a wide range of resources. There's some fantastic uh, sp- spreadsheets in there, some like absolutely world class buy planning, team planning stuff like that, uh, and a host of other things. Uh, feel free to reach out to me on all my socials. It's twenty bucks one off payment. Um, yeah, just to get premium access to that. When it comes to preseason plans, Ado will be, you know, my my new right hand man. Uh, we're going to be doing two podcasts a week. They'll be going out on. Tuesdays and Fridays, I think in the really early parts of the season, we're going to be doing more team reviews, more team previews, and then as the season gets closer, we will be looking at you know specific players and going further, uh, deeper dives into the positions. Um, like I said, that'll be two episodes a week. During the season, um, it'll be one live stream on a Tuesday with myself and Ado. Uh, on Sundays, Ado will be doing his own thing on his own channel. He'll be doing a wrap-up. Uh, as for myself, I'm not too sure. I've discussed... Um, a few things with some other potential creators in the space about what I'm going to do if I'm going to do a Sunday pod. Might not. Um, you know, there's some people that do fantastic works um, with like wrap-ups and stuff and Ado is one of them. So check those out. What we're going to be discussing today, Ado, is our initial thoughts and both our teams. We're going to be doing a team reveal. Now, we'll be going through player by player. Uh, a few players we have the same, so, you know, we might brush over them quickly or spend more time on certain players. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, as as more information comes out, our teams will shape up, but this is sort of how, uh, you know, Ado and I are both looking. So I reckon we get straight into it with uh, my team just because it's loaded up first. So um, for anyone watching on YouTube, you can see it uh, here on screen. Anyone that's listening through audio, uh, Ado and I will do our best to uh, explain. So Mm. up top, you know, he started last year like a house on fire. I think he averaged 90 odd in the first month. Uh, You know, we're paying 730. 13 grand for him, uh, but with no real threat for minutes. Not that he ever had a threat, um, but with Brendan Smith walking out the door, I don't really see anyone competing with the Queensland. Number nine, that is Harry Grant. Uh, is there anything more to, to say? No. I mean, you know, Brandon Smith, the cheese is gone, uh, you know, from their team. Not that he did steal too many minutes from him last year, but I think that that was in the setup for this year. I think they were probably getting his legs ready for big minutes, Harry Grant. And, I mean, I reckon um, what's going to be the the jump down from him points, I reckon it could be like 20-plus points. And I think you lock him in and you just have no stress for the rest of the year. He, he costs a lot, but he's clearly the best player he can pick at that position. Yeah, Cook Cook was probably the next player. I think there was a two-point drop-off in average, but you know, Cook is now getting on the on the wrong side of 30. Um, Green is just getting better. It's it's tough. Like in, in my hooker pairings, like we'll we'll get to, to my number two. As much as I do love Harry Green, if, if another option does become viable, say a Mitch Kenny or, or a Sonny Luke or, you know, Josh Hodgson starts to look really good in, in the in the trials, then 
Grant will probably be the first one to go just because of the money that can be saved. But right now, it's it's a, it's I'm looking at it like spend the money now. I'm probably not going to make money on him, but I'll probably never have to trade him out barring injury. And that's mm. you know the the setup that I've gone with there. Yeah, it feels nice locking up. I mean, it's one of those positions that does stress you out. I think if you try to um, go double cheapy type thing, so you know whatever you see as a premium, I think you kind of it's kind of a good fit to have one of them in there. See, last year we had Chris Randall who you know was locked in for eighty minutes, so it, it was fine. But someone like a Mitch Kenny or a Sonny Luke, th- there is that threat of, of a split minutes there. So there isn't no standout like absolute lock hooker cheapy that's locked in for sixty plus minutes. So. Yeah, I've found the money to go Grant. I've also found the money to go Brandon Smith uh, as my backup hooker. This is this is a guy that I don't think will ever leave my preseason side. It sucks <laughs> that he did lose that 2RF duel because it would have been so nice to have. Um, but, you know, Sam Verrills has gone to the Titans. Connor Watson, maybe he could play 10, 15 minutes if he needed to. But I think Cheese is looking at 65 plus and at 417k uh, in this Rooster side. He's going to have a whole off-season to train. I think Brandon Smith has been pretty open about his weight and, and depending on what he likes to play and what he's expected to play will depend on, on his weight. Uh, I think he's basically known since September he's going to play hooker, so he's had that whole off-season to, to really prepare for that. Um, you know, got a, a little bit of uh, air in the lungs through, through the Rugby League World Cup. And, yeah, I mean, the, the Roosters side fully fit are just juggernauts. Yeah, I like it. Um, look, yeah, Watson could spell him for minutes, but I just really like the fit. I reckon... All cheeses. I mean, look, Bellamy is a great coach, but I really like. I, I like the thought of Robbo shaping Brandon Smith into um, a new dimension of of, of player, and I really, I think he's just good enough value to take a punt on this year as your second hooker. He kind of feels like he could be a premium hooker. You know, he feels like he could be on the snapping on the heels of Harry Grant next year in that team. But we saw exactly what he did when Harry Grant was injured. What was it? Two years ago, he was averaging 70-plus, and he was just a try-scoring machine. So um, giving him that whole preseason, I think, is going to be very, very you know, beneficial for us super coaches. Yep. Uh, in the front row, um, you know, I'm all aboard the, the Daniel Saifidi bandwagon. Um, I've been hyping him up since the, the preseason picker came out. I, gen- mm-hmm. I genuinely think he could be a top-five front row forward. No David Clemmer, no Mitch Barnett. Adam Elliott does come in. But, you know, he's going to be the leader of, of, of this pack, battled with a lot of injuries last year. 422k for a guy who, you know, I would not be surprised to see average 63, 64 points a game. Yep, I like him. Um, he, You know, as opposed to a lot of the other people in that price point, he is a try-scoring front rower, which is kind of why you like the look of him. Um, you know, origin forward, I like it. I think he's unders this year, played with a bit of injury last year. Um, you know, I like it. Yeah. Um, the next man I haven't really looked at until about 8.30 last night when I realized he was only 447k. Ooh. I was sitting there thinking, who plays prop for the Bulldogs because Paul Vaughan's off to the Super League? Obviously, Max King will fill in one of the spots you'd think to be the Pangai Jr. plays 13. And I was like, oh, crap, Luke Thompson. He didn't play much last year because he was battling a lot of injury and um, you, you know, we've seen uh, when, when the Bulldogs were very, very dire, uh, this would have been two years ago, he was playing 60, 65 minutes a game in the front row. And, you know, Raymond Fitala Mariner will be coming back with a little bit of, you know, underdoneness because of his foot. Is he going to start in the back row? Will it be TPJ? Like, there's there's not a whole lot there for, for, for the Bulldogs middle. So, I think Luke Thompson, he, he does have that handy duel as well. Um, a guy that I didn't look at too hard until about last night when I was like, oh, we can restructure yeah, this team to get here. interesting. 
Yeah, I like it. I mean, look, it's interesting. Um, what's his price? Four forty-seven, and he's dual. Yeah, I mean, look, people are going Welch. You know, he's coming back off an Achilles, and I reckon that's a really. I think I, I have a lot more confidence that he'll probably be fit, healthy, and you know, up for good minutes. Probably. I mean, I think Welsh, if he's healthy, will probably get decent minutes in that pack as well. But um, I don't mind that. I just think Thompson could be, you know, maybe one or two points less than Tohu, and they're both dual, and Tohu's 100k more. Um, so yeah, don't don't really hate that on the bench. We kind of brush over it. There's there's not a whole lot showing up so far, um, but at the moment I've got Davy Mowali. Hopefully he can pick up you know twenty thirty minutes off the bench. You know Mark Nichols leaving, um, Burgess not getting any younger, and uh, Franklin Pella. You know super coach stud of the preseason. We all love him every every year. He's moved to the Dogs. Hopefully some minutes open up for him. But there's a couple of other options that are in your side that that you know can can slot in if need be. Yep. I mean, you know, he's probably not going to be on for heaps of minutes, but he's bargain, isn't he? 188,000, yeah. I think. So, you know, most of us always go double. We go we go cheap on the bench, don't we? Yeah, I think we have brushed over Davey Moali a little bit there, but he should be locked in for 25 minutes, 30 minutes-ish. Um, if he can pump out 35 points, cool. He'll start going up. Yeah, yeah sweet. Uh, in, the, in the back row... It's a lot of money, 600k, but Fafita was so bad last year and he still averaged uh, ridiculous amounts of points. He does get Kieran Foran now. I think we're all buying into this idea of Kieran Foran. I don't want to talk about everyone that's in your team, so we'll, we'll leave Fafita because I know he does feature in your team uh, <laughs> yeah. and we can, we can touch on him there. But his Titans counterpart, you know, the, the reports now that Isaac Liu has signed for the Warriors, which is leaving, you know, a few minutes up for grabs. Um, there's... A lot to like about Aaron Clark in the stint that he showed us playing through the middle last year. Yeah, I mean, I've seen him in a few teams that have been sort of sent through to me. I mean, look, he looked really good in the 13. Um, it's just, it feels to me like he's like, um, a, he plugs a gap. And if they ever get an injury to a hooker, and you know he's he's dog dog shit in the hooker <laughs> for, for super coach purposes. So I just worry about, whether they're going to go and do that to him, like whether he's just the the band aid for a lot of problems that they might get in the you know if they get a hooker problem or um, whatever. So, but look, he he was good. I, I do agree with that. I do think um, you know Sam Verrills will, will obviously walk in to start nine, um, but then you're going to have guys like Aaron Booth and Tanner Boyd. Uh, ten, I, I expect Tanner Boyd to play fourteen. Um, so he can be that band-aid guy. I just think the Titans looked really, really good in, in attack when Tino moved. Like, I love Tino. Um, I've never rated him at 13. I've always thought he could be one of the best front row forwards if he just played a prop, because he's not, you know, that modern-day uh, 13. But I think, you know, Aaron Clark could be. And, you know, come trials, if it looks like someone like Eli Katoa, who we'll touch on later, if he looks to be a viable option in Melbourne, if he's starting in the trials, then, you know, it's an easy downgrade there. Uh, Luke Garner is another one that a lot of teams are having, and I'm happy for us to discuss him um, in time. But on the bench, there's only really two names here that I'd love to discuss. Ray Stone, look, if he gets the 13 of the Dolphins, 215k, fantastic hooker mm. jewel. But there, there, is a lot, uh, there is a lot of cheapies in the back row. Um, one of them is Jermaine Hopgood. Now, coming from the Penrith Panthers, all reports are that Hopgood probably takes the 13 jersey. And at 261k, he probably be, will be one of the most owned players, I think, once the full game is released and we get access to all those stats. 
Yeah, I mean, all the chat is looking good for him to get a starting role in that team, um, and the price is just too juicy. I mean, you don't want to say words like must-have, but he, on the cheapy front, um, starting in that Eels pack in the 13, you know, he's looking juicy as, I think, at that price. You don't want to use the term must-have, but I will with Josh Schuster. 210K, you know, probably going to play six. I'm tasty. They say. Training the house down. Training the house down. Get him in straight away. Straight away. Um, but yeah, look, I think Schuster will be probably the most owned player um, once like the full version is released. 210K, I think, in games that he started in, in the halves uh, last year, the year before he averaged like 70. I don't mm. think we're going to get that high. Um, but, you know, a big dynamic ball runner. I'm happy to get his body in the way. We'll break a few tackles, similar to someone like a Munster at a very cheaper price. But yeah, available to RF as well. I think that's going to be very, very handy to swap them, swap some things around. I currently got him in my 2RF, um, but yeah, he could definitely yeah. make his way down to, to 5'8 if need be. Yeah, I mean, I'm interested to, yeah, I'm interested to see who you back up 5'8 then is because, you know, I've got him in my 5'8. Oh, in the second oh. row, so it'll be interesting. Well, the YouTube viewers can see because we just scrolled down. Um, but at halfback, you know... Same as Hooker. I don't want to stuff around here. I doubted, I doubted the man last year. I'm not going to doubt him this year. Sharks have a pretty golden draw. They do face three top eight opponents in the first month, but after that, it's pretty clear sailing for the Sharks. Uh, I don't see him playing Origin. I just don't. I think there's some better 14 options for New South Wales. He could be an 18th man, which kind of sucks, but Nico Hines, 788k, an absolute star last year. And I've partnered him with Nathan Cleary. You know, we've just we've gone big. Both, yeah, both, both the premium halves, just straight in, straight there. One sexy set of halves you got there. I mean, Nico Hines worth more than Cleary. You know, he had some sort of year last year, but that's a lot, lot of the salary cap, um, obviously, into those halves. But you feel like you're not going to have to worry about those all year long, really. And you're probably never going to trade them out. I was talking to Nathan, your co-host on, on the BBL podcast. I think I worked out that in my one, seven and nine, so like my halfback, hooker and uh, fullbacks, I think I've spent something like 38% of the salary cap. Yeah. Now, do you, well, do you think that's a viable position, like a viable strategy, just like loading up on those star star options rather than spending, like spreading the cash? Yeah, well, I mean, I said last year I wanted Munster and I wanted Grant. I knew they weren't going to be playing in round one, but I didn't like, I, was, I thought Cook was going to have a bad year last year. Now, I was wrong on that. Um, he was the only other option that I was considering, so I, I didn't, Bother with it. I was like, I'm putting them in and I'll get them for round I started, two. I started with Marnie. That was uh, <laughs> not, yeah, Marnie. not good. So people just went a little bit um, rogue because Harry Grant was unavailable yeah. for the first round. And I just feel like um, there are positions um, each year that open up as where you can save money. And I, I mean, if you're not going to go Hines and Cleary, you're going down to someone who's probably going to average 30 or 40 points less. So um, I just, there's some positions where I think you got to spend and I think other positions, well, this looks like center wing is going to do a good job this year. We're adding in another team. So there's going to be some cheapies in the center wing, like we are used to in prior years. Um, and I think places like the front row has got probably less points on offer. It's not as a, a dynamic a position now. So there's some middies and cheapies up there that could work for you as well. So if it allows you to do it, do it. Yeah, like I'm just looking now, like in the top 20 halfbacks from last year, Heinz is one, Cleary's two, may, maybe Moses at three alike, but apart from Sam Walker at nine, I don't like anyone else in the top 20. And that's that's the thing, like not much value is presenting itself. Last year, Brad Schneider presented himself because of Jamal Fogarty's injury. Um, and I think that was a 
if you were anti Nico Hines like myself, I think that was a no brainer to pick him up at bottom dollar. But there isn't a whole lot um, that's really presenting himself. I know that people are jumping on Katoa um, from the Dolphins, but I don't think Sean O'Sullivan or Anthony Milford is sitting the pine for a, an unproven rookie when you won't Bennett already like with the pressure turned up because of how poor the the roster is. Yeah, and I mean, look, he loves Milford. <laughs> you know, um, I think Sean O'Sullivan is the seven. So I just don't think that um, I don't think Bennett's going to give um, Katoa the run ahead of Milford at least to start the season. So I mean, if people are putting him in there because he's a bottom price GP and you think he's going to play at some point in the year. It's just so speculative. And I Let's... originally, when you and I sent each other through teams, we had him in there, but it was just pie in the sky. It wasn't going to be a thing that we were going to actually see, I think, for early rounds. So, um, yeah, look, he may be a, at some stage, you know, but it's definitely not going to be there to start. Yeah, look, we'll, we'll, we'll touch on strategies with the buy and stuff and, and, and team at the end. We've got a couple of questions to go through, but... I'm really not seeing any any appeal of having nuffs. I think we want to have as much um, as much depth as possible, and you know teams are going to have the buy this week, so like each week, so it's going to be easier to loop. Like you're not going to have to have enough um, to to loop. Uh, at at five eighth, I've gone Matt Burden. Um, you know five hundred nineteen k. Throw him in with Adam Dewey. Uh, even Cody Walker is at is is a very similar price. Um, you know, you can jump on Tom Dean for 534k with the with the Cowboys gun draw. I just think with the Bulldogs on the up, Burton putting up points in a, in a poor side last year, goal kicking. Hopefully, he gets kick out uh, on his outside. Uh, I, I see a lot of upside at you know 519k. Um, I wouldn't be surprised to see him have a, have a similar meteoric rise in Supercoach value as to what Dylan Brown had last year. You know. 17 to 20 points jump in average. Yeah. I mean, he's one of the ones that I was, I mean, we'll see who I've got, but, but I mean, I was, I was contemplating him because I really think this is a dog's team that's recruited. Well, this is a year for them. You know, he's got the pressure off having someone like Marnie there and having a gun, you know, back rower, like um, kick out there as well. Um, I think he'll really feed off that. He's a good player, Burton, uh, to use those kind of players. He's a really good goal kicker. I think there'll be more goals for him this year as well. Um, so I think he's one of the ones that are up there as a choice, I think, for teams this year. In a 5A position, that, let's be honest, Munster, and then you can sort of take a bit of a punt, can't you? Yeah, like I said, like... If we quickly, if we quick quickly run over the top ten, uh, it's Munster, Brown, Brimson, Dewey, Deedon, Walker, Burton, Luai, Mam, and Whiten. Mm. Munster, Brown, yes, Brimson. I don't know where his position is. He could find himself at centre. Um, Adam Dewey could find himself at centre from all reports of training. Uh, Tom Deedon, I like because of the draw. Cody Walker, no, just because the Souths have a pretty horrible month to start, and you know we have you know how volatile he is. Latrell taking a lot of points out of Cody Walker. Um, Jerome Luai, no, uh, and Ezra Mam and Jack White, also no. So there isn't a whole lot there. So yeah, I think all, if you're not going to spend the money on Munster, then uh, Burton probably could be your next best bet. Yeah, yeah, I don't, doesn't feel too puntish to me. I really feel like he will. You know, he might be have some down games because we did see that last year. You yeah, can't have definitely. a low one in him. He's more of a. But Cody's always been a yo-yo as well. You get these low ones and then you get enormous high ones. So. But Munsters and and Brown are like the consistent scoring ones, um, you know, and you can take a punt, I think, on Burton this year with an improving Bulldogs outfit. Yeah, fantastic. Um, you, you wanted to know who my backup 5-8 was because yeah. uh, I had Schuster up there. With the reports that Talatau Money wants to punch on with his teammates, oh. 
could open yeah. up a spot for Jaden Sullivan at 278k, also available at a hooker. I don't expect the world from him, but you know, 270k starting in a dragon side who uh, I've. Don't have a lot of positives to say, but it's. I mean, apart from Schuster, I'm not really seeing a viable backup five eighth option. Yeah, Amone and his little alleged hammer thing. He he's not going to be back for a long time, no. is he? No. I mean, it's got to be it's got to be Sullivan, hasn't it? I think so. I think so. So that's uh, that's sort of led me there. Like I wasn't sure. 270k at the 2RF uh, by moving Schuster down, or 270k at, at you know 58. I think you know potentially more upside. If I'm not going to be playing Sullivan, I'm happy for him to score 15 points, you know, two weeks in a row, and then have an 80 point performance. If I'm not going to be playing him, I'm happy to have that rather than just a 35 point plotter in someone like an Ethan Bullimore from last year, for example. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't mind it um, because I can't see any other way that they're going to go um, other than him. Look, I'm tipping them at the spoon. As am I. When we get to the previews, it will be not a very positive one when we do the dragons, unfortunately. Um, yeah. Hey, I'll let you. I'll let you. Uh, I know that you're, you know, all aboard the Tottenham train. So I'll, you can see him as my first pick, center wing. Uh, and yep. look, we both have him. Um, so I'll give you the floor to, to to sort of give us the the rundown on Toto. Yeah, look, Toto is an absolute bargain for Toto, isn't he? Five hundred forty-five thousand. We do like to start the year, if possible, with. A gun or semi gun. Yeah, um, I had um, I had Daniel Tupo from last year in a similar mold, yeah. similar price bracket, and that went pretty pretty well. Yeah, and I mean, look, some people took a Val and it worked out sensationally well for them. I famously thought he was getting given extra points the old Val last year, but he he was one of those ones that people could get on um, at a at a reasonable price. Look, Toto spent, I reckon. Well, how many games? 18 rounds last year. Injured, I think badly he, picked up, he picked up something in round two. And I, I don't think it, it ever he. I don't think he fully got himself right. Yeah. And maybe in the last few rounds of the year, I think he started to look a little healthier and he started to get back to his running tackle breaking best. Um, I really think that he um, is, you know, he's an absolute bargain for the quality that he is. And I reckon he's going to be a top four center wing this year. I think as long as he's healthy... Brian Toto is a tackle breaking, you know, plenty of runs um, winger, and I, I mean, look, he's on the wrong side now. No, but in, That's what in, everyone says, in saying you know? that though, no Viliami kickout. Do you think they changed the way they attack? Do you think there might be a second year slump for someone like a Tago and a May? Do you think they end up focusing um, a lot of their attack down that right hand side with no kickout? Well, I mean, I think so. I mean, because you've got Crichton out there too, so you know. Yeah. He's on that side, isn't he? So, look, I just think um, it's not. It doesn't feel as much of a punt because you're not seven hundred thousand. He's five hundred thousand, and I really think that he was probably fifteen points shy of what he's capable of because of his injuries last year. So, I expect a resurgence for him this year. Worst case scenario with Brian Toto, we don't lose money. I, don't, I think this is his flaw. I think we're buying him at his flaw, and I don't think he can get any worse than you know five hundred and fifty-four k or whatever he is. Yep. Now, um, Hamiso Tabuai Fido, is, do we think he gets the fullback gig at the Dolphins or do we think it goes to someone like Jermaine Asako? Like, what, what happens here? Well, I think it's got to be the hammer, hasn't it? Like, um, Jermaine, I mean, he, Jermaine is... A, ben, a Bennett favourite. He's, well, he's barely first grade. <laughs> I mean, seriously. Why did you buy the hammer? To play him at centre? Yeah. No, I agree. I mean... I agree. 
Yeah. I mean, look, Asako is a good goal kicker, man. I think he's been coasting on that for a long, long time. I really think Hammer is the fullback. Um, he's more dynamic. You know, he's younger. He's I've got that, you know, speed, which is unrivaled in the game, um, really, for, for talents. Um, I think he's got to be the fullback um, for them. Yeah, also 288k. So if he does get that fullback position, it's it's hard to to pass him up. Uh, a player that I guess is close to your heart. I don't think there's any ill will um, to his departure from the Raiders. That is Charles Nickel Cookstar, uh, 285k. Uh, basically, all but confirmed to play one for the Warriors with Tomato Martin playing six. Yep. Very, very interesting. Like, you know, we saw back in 2019, I think he was available at nearly basement price. Uh, a little bit more expensive now, but he was phenomenal at full flight for the Raiders. Um, battled with some injuries last year, and, you know, I think they they just preferred Xavier Savage, so they were trying to mould him to, to get him there. But full preseason, you know, at a Warriors side who... Uh, could be exciting, uh, you know. Could, could have flashes of, of ruins. Uh, I think Cookstar is a hard worker. I think his base is fine. Um, and at two hundred and yeah eighty k, I'm I'm very happy to, to pick him up. Yep. Um, if you can pick a fullback in center, I think that there's just more of a um, ability to score points generally, unless they're like a you know an, a Johnston who gets twenty tries a year. So Foxdad, yeah, he's all but signed on to be the fullback for them. Two hundred eighty five thousand. Um, look, he's not really ever been a super coach sort of weapon, but I really think he's going to do and score well enough um, in the fullback position over there. Uh, the next man, Paul Alamotti, you know, very, very, very highly rated at the, at the Bulldogs. Uh, Aaron Shop has gone to the Titans, so a centre spot opens up. Um, I, I tip it's going to be Alamotti pairing up with either Braden Burns or uh, Young Skelton, so we could potentially get two. Um, Bulldogs cheapies, but I think Alamotti or, or Skelton will, will definitely feature come round one. Not a whole lot more to say at 175k, bottom dollar, absolute beast of a kitty. He's huge. Mm-hmm. Uh, my bench, Tyrell Sloan. Now, close to my heart, Cody Ramsey. It's looking very unlikely. He probably plays first grade ever again, battling with, um, uh, I think it's a, an immuno disease or, or something. Like it's, it's not looking good for, for, for old Cody. So, Unless Moses Mbaye steps up in that fullback mould, um, Tyrell Sloan was the preferred fullback last year and you know was dropped because of form. So you would expect he probably gets first crack and at 260k. Uh, he also is a you know good loop candidate because the Dragons do have a buy. Um, you know the first round. Not that I'm looking too much into that. I'm more looking into the prospect of buying a fullback at 260k available in the centres. Well, coach is an absolute lunatic, and I think he's going to be the first sacked. Uh, he's just, it's just like him to put Moses Zembai in fullback. <laughs> it wouldn't surprise me if you named Moses Zembai at six and Sullivan just like was relegated to 14 as well. Like it wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. And he'll play someone like Telltow Moga at fullback. He's just, he's an absolute dead set crazy thing. He's, he's, he's got dementia or something. Um, the next man on my bench is Hayes Dunstone. Now the reason Hayes is here is because Bailey Simmons is not going to be ready for quite a while. Um, so... What are we shooting out? Hayes Dunster or Sean Russell? We're going to do this again. We, we did this last year. Are we, are we, are we going down this, this route again? But at 205k, um, you know, if you, can, if you can jag a wing spot for six, seven weeks, fantastic. Well, if he gets it, yeah, for sure. And, uh, you know, uh, to, to, Ware, to to I don't know much about this kid, um, but he's in everyone's teams. I've not seen much of him, but apparently he's good. Uh, I don't really know if he gets a spot, but... There's a couple of other options, you know, like you got like Jack Howarth or Skelton, as we've touched on, if he gets a spot. But 
the, the centers at the Dolphins is going to be weird. I don't think Branko Lee is first grade quality. I, I just I just don't. I think you and Aitken will get one center spot, and then the other one will be up for up for debate. Yeah, I think. Uh, I really think it'll probably be Branko. To be honest, um, I think that Wayne God. likes him. Um, he was wasn't that the origin that Wayne coached, and it was the unlikely win. Had yeah, um, it was it was Edric Edric and Branko. Yeah, so you know, I think that he likes him. Oh God! So you know, I just think. I mean, I haven't got it to RA in mind, but I I, I feel like he is somebody because Branko inevitably will have some shit games and cost them games. So there might be, he might get blooded, but I just reckon at the start, he's going to probably go with this, you know, these experienced players and look, Branko, he, he's a good passing center. Um, You know, he, he's got good games in him. So can you stay fit? That's the problem. That's the only thing. Um, fullbacks. I've got Tedesco and Travojevic. We'll touch on them more when we do Ado's team because we, we I need to leave you some players to, to touch yeah. on. All right, we'll go. We'll, we can go to me, and I'll go my different players. One hundred percent. At hooker, you know, we've we've got Grant and Smith as you've touched on. Um, yeah. we, we've mentioned them, but let's talk. Let's talk Jack Hetherington because I can see that that nicely priced two hundred and thirty k jewel to our front row forward is there. There's a yeah. a vacant edge spot at, uh, yeah. at at the Knights. Do you think? You think obviously you think Heather takes that one? Yeah, I just wonder why they signed him. I think they've waved a carrot at him um, from where he came from. I think they wanted a bit of mongrel in the pack. Um, look, I'm not 100% sold on this, but I just think if he is the one that jags our role, we know Barnett's gone out of the team. Um, you know, so I reckon um, he's a, he's a chance, and he's a bit of a lunatic. He'll probably get suspended. You know, after year, but I'm going cheap and nasty in the front row. Um, and I think he might be starting on that edge. And if he does at 230k, you know, I, I'm yeah. willing to take the punt. Yeah, I'm, I'm a big fan. If he does start as well, don't expect the world from him. Um, but yeah, if you're going to go cheap and nasty in the front row, fantastic. You've paired him with Daniel Saifidi, who we both love. Uh, yeah. I, I also love the pick of Sean Kepi, 240k. Probably starts yeah. for Manly. The yeah. only concern is um, the, the minutes that he's going to get. All reports are that Marty Tapao is is all but gone. Uh, he won't be re-signing. Um, and and yeah, Sean Sean Kepi. Look, if he gets 40 minutes, he's he's a guy that could put up 55 points in, in 40 minutes. Yeah, I think it's good value. Um, 240K, I kind of like what I saw from him last year, um, and I'm hearing that Tapao's gone. And if that's the case, I reckon he starts, and I think there's at least 40 minutes there for him. He's, you know, if Hetherington starts in the second row, I think between the two of them, I'll be able to find someone who I'm willing to start. It's going to get me a safe 50. Uh, so, you know, I'm... Yeah, I'm spreading it out with two 250s that look like they're probably going to get at least 40 minutes and a decent role in their teams. Um, and I like the look of Kepi last year. I think he's probably uh, he's he's leveled up now into a starting front row. Yeah, I do like Kepi a lot, and he could definitely feature in my side uh, as the, the preseason progresses. Uh, you've also paired these three with Davey Mawali, who we've touched on. Um, yep. You've got Ray Stone. You've got Jamal, uh, Jamal, Jermaine Hopgood. Um, you've also got Sean Bloor, who... Sean Bloor, I'm, I'm assuming he's a bit of a placeholder for you at the moment. If he yeah. can somehow jag an edge and they decide to shuffle some things around and, and play yeah. Bateman at 13 or IPAP at 13. Yeah, um, look, I probably gave you this, you know, not having much of a look at it because yeah. I'm a bit salty about, you know, look at me, I'm here in Canberra Raiders gear. John. I, I've made sure everyone listening, when we do the team, because we're going to do John, we're, we're going gonna to do three or four teams in one episode, I've definitely made sure to do the Tigers and the Raiders in, uh, in one episode. <laughs> Goodness me. But anyway, so Bloor probably isn't the guy. Uh, you know, I'll probably have to adjust that. 
Um, look, you know, you've you've mentioned that um, Schuster plan, which could be a good one if Sullivan looks good. Um, is there anyone else in that sort of price point that I like? Look, um, with the, there's going to be someone that pops in, you know. With with the news of TT Rabadi being stood down, Pia Cora, you know, could could come back into consideration not by not by starting, but could be picking up some minutes off the bench or uh, Xavier Willison. Um, also, uh, Haas from the Titans. Um, mm. I think he could pick up some minutes as well. Uh, it, yeah, I think it's Haas. Um, he could definitely be uh, a rotational piece. So we have a few options. Uh, I don't think we're, we're locked into to cheapy second rows. Uh, but let's touch on, you know, David Feeder, Luke Garner, and Ellie Katoa, who are your, yeah. your mainstays. Yeah, look, um, David Fafita, I think Foran's going to help him this year. Um, look, I, I hope he comes to the Raiders as well. There's a bit of talk about that. Um, but look, it's big day for Fafita. Um, look, we know even when he sucks, he still scores well for Supercoach because he just goes on these enormous runs. He does like one run a game, three runs a game, and one of them's amazing. You can plug in one premium um, second rower, um, and I think he's probably a good one to take a punt on with Kieran Four in there. He, he straightens up attacks, throws nice short balls. Um, I really see those two sparking up a good um, pairing. So um, I've gone with David Fafita. Luke Garner, I mean, he, he's going to start in the second round. Unless I, I really think that um, who's the old, old mate that came off the bench um, last year for them? Sorensen. I think Sorensen's going to be bench. I reckon that Garner starts. People are also – look. I bought Zach Hosking last year for, for the buy. He was fantastic. But the dude's 25, barely cracked first grade at the, at the Broncos, moved to the tie, moved, moved to the Panthers. I, I just don't see Zach Hosking being any kind of competition. Um, uh, Garner, I think, look back at 2019, I want to say, when he was at the Tigers. I think he played uh, 80 minutes on the edge. I think he came in at 400K and was, you know, very, very good. Um, this potent left-hand side of Penrith, I just, yeah, I like Luke Garner. I like Luke Garner a lot. So, yeah, I, I don't think there's competition. Of, yeah, I think he's got a bit of talent. Um, I think he's a bigger body. I think it kind of works with their fit. And he's in that Panthers team for 380000 yeah. uh, I just reckon um, if he starts, I'm all over him. Now, Eli Katoa, I want to have a chat about because on the one hand, you can make the narrative that he is a guy with so much explosiveness that he could break a game open. Um, you could also argue he's very erratic and Bellamy mm. can probably hook that. Um, mm. You could also argue that he's very, he is so good as an impact player that Bellamy could put someone like a Tarek Sims or Asfa Solomona on the edge to take the sting out of the game and have Katoa come on. I think trials will be a big telling factor for Katoa, um, but... You know, if anyone can harness all the ability that he's got, it's Craig Bellamy. Yeah, I mean, I at, at certain periods in um, his career, I've just been like, he looks a good one. He looks really good, Katoa. Um, he's been inconsistent and he has been dropped and he has sort of been in and out of games, you know. Um, but I reckon that Belly Belly can get the best out of him. I, and I and I I'm going to take a punt. I think if he starts on an edge, I really think that. You know they might do Nelson maybe for twenty minutes to take the skin and, to take the sting out of the game, and Nelson is an absolute scary prospect in the second row. Um, but I think it could be twenty minutes, and then maybe Katoa comes on and plays fifty plus minutes. You know, and I think at that price, he is three hundred sixty thousand. Um, there's value to be had there. That's a pretty nice looking halfback uh, setup you got there. Yeah, well, I've done the same as you, Nathan Cleary and Nico Hines. Um, that's probably why I'm cheap and nasty in the front row, you know. But look, I don't really. I mean, apart, if you're not going to get, I mean, Tuppany may not even do what he did last year. We lose IPAP from the front row. 
There's nothing great in front no. row. I mean, even Haas is doing an ankle every week. So I'm going cheap in the front row so I can afford things like this. Nathan Cleary, Nico Hines. I'm not going to change that. That's my halves. I don't care what else. I'll take Toto out and go with a yeah. hammer instead. I'm not getting rid of those halves. Those are my halves. I do want to hear your thoughts on paying 680k for a Dylan Brown who, in my opinion, I think that's his his max. I don't yeah. think I don't think you're going to be making money on him, but you're obviously of the belief that you're not going to lose much. You think that he's going to be pretty consistent around what he was last year. Yeah, I mean, look, in the 5A position, last year, for instance, I went um, Munster because I felt like he was going to be the top scoring 5'8", even though he wasn't there for the first game. I just spent up big because sometimes there's there's places in your team where you want to make money um, and there's places in your team where you want to make points. Um, and I liked Dylan Brown last year. I think he might have just um, gone over the – he might have gone over the, the hump of – you know, inconsistency. Well, actually, he's been a consistent scorer because he's got a good base. Yeah. Um, I like that base for safety. And if it's not going to be Munster, it's going to be Dylan Brown. I could be tempted into going to Burton with an improved Bulldogs and a goal kicker. Um, that has saved me 100K. And if I'm not going to go, if I wanted to pump maybe a little bit more into that front row or into a blore, it's something I could consider. Um, but I want a premium. I want it to be Munster or I want it to be Dylan Brown. I think they're going to be probably one and two. So, yeah, he might lose a couple of dollars here, you know, here and there, but I like his base and consistency. I like Munster's base and consistency. So, it's going to be one of them. Yeah, no, I do like that. I do like the shout out Dylan Brown. I just obviously couldn't make it work with, with my team setup. But you've also paired him up with Josh Schuster, who we've touched on. Um, you yep. know, I expect big things from him, a you know, big dynamic ball runner. He's prone yep. to a few errors, but I think he's being primed to take over that Kieran Fawn role. Uh, Brian Toto, you've already, you know, gushed over and, and, and explained how much love you love him. Brian. As a Tigers fan, I love this. I absolutely love it because I really <laughs> want to see Charlie Staines play fullback for the Tigers. I, yeah. I think... Everything that we've seen of him playing fullback has looked really good. And I'm assuming you're not picking a 330k Charlie Staines to be sitting on the wing scoring you 12 points a game. You're picking him to be that electric fullback that hopefully uh, he can be. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Yeah, I mean, look, the word on the street is that Dewey's been training at centre, Laurie's been in, in the halves, and Staines has been training at fullback. Now, you know, there's some players, like when Mano goes to fullback, he goes to another level to what he is at centre. And I really like the look of Charlie Staines in the fullback role. Obviously, he's not going to get that at Penrith. Um, but in the fullback role, I think he looks a little better to me than the hammer for super coach. He looks more super coach friendly. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm going to go with him um, over the hammer. I don't even have the hammer in my team. If he's the fullback for the Tigers, I don't mind having a fullback in my team. And I like the look of him as opposed to someone like hammer, who's just got no base and, and you're going to get a lot of single digits out of Hammer. Oh, 100%. 100%. Um, I mean, look, and Charlie Staines famously, <laughs> I've and the shit out of him because he's been awful, but that's on the wing. 
in the fullback, I think you've got to look at Charlie Staines a little differently. Yeah, I'm, I'm a huge fan of Charlie Staines. I couldn't make it work, but if he does line up there, uh, I'll definitely be moving some funds around. Um, it's just cut off on, on the screen so far a little bit here, but it's Isaac Thompson um, as, your, as your third center wing. I love this. I'm a huge, huge Thompson fan. The only reason why I haven't gone him is because Tane Milner is suspended for two weeks. So in, mm. my, in my mind, we can get a we can get a free two week look at Thompson, and then if Milne is not named in that third week, then I will bring Thompson in. But he has fantastic base and power. Um, mm. I've labelled him as the cheap Brian Toto. Uh, I'm a huge, huge fan of this. And with Milne out, you know, he could really look to solidify that, that spot. At 294K, I, I love this. Yeah, I think he's better than Milne. Yeah, I think Milne's so a I. bloody liability. He's an absolute liability. He, he's, as mad, he's as mad as Hetherington. I've got a can't, you know. So, um, look, I think Thompson's got a lot of talent. Yeah. I, I think he fits well in that team. I'm, I'm going to bank on the fact that he does well in the first couple of weeks. Um, and holds the spot. It would be an absolute, you know, I'd have egg on my face if Milne just comes back in. I don't know why they keep giving Milne a run, to be quite honest. I think Isaac Thompson's better. I think yeah, so, so do I. I. I'm just, I guess I'm just planning for that th- for that round three buy, um, buying him in when he comes in. Um, you've also got Chance, who we've we've touched on already. Yep. <sighs> I don't like Remus Smith. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, look, I've got Remus in, haven't I? Um, look, is he going to get the is he going to get the spot yeah, there? Yeah, I think he was so. Injured, he's going to get it. I just, I'm, I'm going to bring up. So for everyone watching on YouTube, I'm, I'm going to change slides in a second. I'm going to bring up my my Remus Smith uh, anti agenda. So, <laughs> so like, how much is he? He's like 270k or something. Yeah, and he got injured last year, but. You know, before the injury, 33, 20, 30, 20, 44, 26, 32, 59. So we had a really good game against the Tigers in round one, but it wasn't much else there. Like, he doesn't have that upside that Xavier Coates had being on the wing. Mm. Um, but, look, I understand. I can understand why, because he's a Melbourne Storm Centre at less than 300k. Yeah. But I haven't right. seen a whole lot to I haven't, to, to I haven't felt him. good about putting him in there, but I no. couldn't afford the hammer <laughs> yeah, with fair, my money. Fair How, what about this? I'll change him to Tommy Talao. Oh, I'm a huge Tommy Obviously, Tigers fan. Big Tommy Talao yeah, fan. I love a, I love the, I'm going to have two Tigers in my back line. Oh, that's, he's gonna, that's risky. He's going to get the... He's going to get the spot, isn't he? Yeah, I think he'll, he'll get one centre spot. We we are very very dire on centres, um, and that's why you know Adam Dewey's being potentially labelled to play the other centre spot. It's going to be Talau and then maybe Naden, but I think Talau's locked in at two hundred and fifty k. Does come off an ACL. We know that you know ACL injuries are never fun to come off, but we're not paying five hundred and fifty k for him. It's two hundred and fifty. And the Tigers, they have an okay opening draw, and talao has got a lot, a lot of talent, so I don't mind that. Yeah, he looks probably more talented to me than, than Remus. Yeah. So, all right, well, I made that change. Hey, okay, live, live trade. Um, you've live also got, trades. You've also got Paul Alamonti, who we've touched on already. Um, yeah. And then you've got, you've got Jack Howarth. So, 500k a season to, to do nothing. Um, but Melbourne obviously rate him. It's yeah. a, a jewel as well. It's a really handy jewel for you to have to flick around if he does jag some minutes. Um, but I think he's in a similar mould to someone like Tavade to, to, to or however you pronounce it in my team. I think he's that last centre-wing cheapie that we don't really know who's coming through. Yeah, I mean, look, Bloor and what his role is going to be, Howarth and what his role is going to be, uh, you know, who knows? Hey? And But look, he is getting paid quite a bit of money. They have lost quite a few troops. 
you know, I've just got him in there tentatively. There's a couple of bottom prices, isn't there? Yeah. Um, but look, if any cheapie is named that's going to start, um, you know, that's affordable for 200K, that's who I'm going to go. It's just tentative, I guess. I'm just uh like I'm just scrolling through the like the, the the cheapies at center wing, and there isn't many that you know I would say have a have a decent shot. Like obviously you've got um, Skelton from from the Bulldogs, but apart from that, I mean I'm just scrolling through, and there there isn't a whole lot. You've obviously got Howarth, uh, Bailey Hodgson, maybe from the Knights if they don't end up signing Lockie Miller and and Gagai doesn't play fullback, he's probably the next best. Zach Sini, if he can, you know, get the edge, uh, the, the wing spot over someone like a Hayes Dunster, but th- there isn't, you know, there isn't much in, in centers this year. Like last year, we had a few, so hopefully the trials do open up something for us. Um, but yeah, there, there, there isn't a whole lot um, happening in the center wing, so it might be one position where we might have one enough and, and, and future plan. Yeah, or you just take one of these ones. It's not going to be sensational, but they're just playing. You know, they've been yeah. picked. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Um, so, obviously, we brushed over my fullbacks who were Tedesco and Travojevic. The reason I brushed over them is because that is the exact same pairing at fullback that you have. Yep. What are you thinking with, with Teddy? Is he a mainstay? Is he, is he not leaving your team regardless? Yeah, I mean, he is the one that I'm not going to to negotiate on with myself. I'm not 100% on Tom Travojevic, to be honest. He is good value, but um, Teddy is durable. Um, Ava- you know, availability Teddy, is the best ability, and, and he just he, he shows up every week. Yeah. Um, he's a hog. You know, he takes those runs off, off the halves and hogs the ball. He's just perfect, Teddy. Um, and I think he he's the one that you lock in, and you can go speculative with your second one. If you were going, say, Papenhausen and Trebojevic, I think you're setting yourself up for a world of hurt. You just tie someone on to um, Teddy, you can go a little speculative. So um, it feels a lot safer to me. And I, I reckon he is the one that you must have so if, if you're going to pick out of him. Last year, Teddy averaged 79, and that was his worst season in four years. Yeah. And, I mean, he is getting older, you know, but... Um, I think they've had a couple of wretched years yeah. for injuries. And if they can, what are the chances they're going to have three in a row of bad injuries? And Teddy just, he just went through a phase there where like he just, he just looks to be doing too much. And, and I think he, he pulls back a little bit. You know, Luke Geary has a second year now off that major injury. So he's probably going to be a little bit more confident. Sam Walker gets a little bit older. So I just think, I think Teddy's going to feed off the back of that. And he's also a guy on my side that I, I just can't move away from regardless. Um, let's quickly talk Ryan Pappenhausen because he is ridiculously priced, 830K. Yep. Coming off uh, an injury that I've got no idea. NRL Physio and his Patreon is doing a, a very, very lengthy write-up on it. But mm. it just seems like Ryan Pappenhausen is such an explosive player. Speed is a huge thing for him. It's just it's it's a weird injury, and we're paying top dollar for him. Um, I've always have a, I always have a rule of I'm not paying top dollar for a player unless I'm 100 percent confident. Um, it's the reason why I didn't pay 1.2 million. That's still baffling that Turbo was 1.2 million dollars. Um, the reason why I didn't oh, pay that for Turbo, Andy's like, ball. That's yeah. why. Um, but yeah, like 830k for Pappenhausen. The Storm have a fantastic opening start to the season, um, but it's just weird, like. Is there, is there a guarantee that he goal kicks with the injury? Does Nick Meany take that? Like, it's, I think there's too many question marks, and I would much rather save 60K and take Latrell despite the poor draw because Latrell showed last year that he was, uh, you know, match-up proof, basically. Yeah. 
I mean, I follow um, Paps on socials, and he's like, "This is taking me longer to come back from." Yeah. You know, it's it's I'm uncomfortable. I'm it's, not as fast, no. and it's lengthy, and it's a real weird injury. I, it's there's just too many risks. I think to start the year with him at that price, you know, like you know, we've all. Um, We've all like teetered on the will I go and start the year with Luttrell a lot of times, and we've gone, oh, you can't go there. I think after last year, you can. Yeah. So, um, if you wanted to go, uh, you know, you're going to go speculative with a Tommy Turbo. They're into the buy in round two, aren't they? Um, they are, which is not ideal, but. And he's currently over in the US seeing Luttrell's hamstring. No, like, he's going to come back. He's going he's to have a cyborg hamstring. He's going to he's going to be the best. Hey, but let's talk Turbo because you've mentioned you don't want to. You don't want to take a punt on Pappenhausen. I don't want to take a punt on Pappenhausen, 830K. But I am happy to take a punt on Tommy Turbo at, what is it, 504K? Yeah. Like 504K for Tom Travojevic, the bloke who is 1.2. Um, the hamstrings are a huge worry. Um, that's, why I look, I'm, that's why I'm off Hass. I mean, he's got some dramas in his life. And he is copying ankle injuries every time he seems to run on field in training and stuff. So, um, look, there is that worry with Tommy Turbo, um, you know, Savs. He famously keeps buying Turbo first game back of stuff and he gets injured again. Um, you know, but I'm going to, I think at that price point, he's worth a risk. If he goes over to this US and is making good progress and all the mail is good, how are you going to go with that Tommy Turbo for 500000 I think my exit plan and fingers crossed because at five eight I hate Kalen Ponga, but if he plays fullback, like if he lines up in the fullback jersey round one, him at four hundred and sixty k or whatever it is, he's also someone that's very very tempting. Well, yeah, I mean, look, he's looking good. I've I've seen a couple of shorts of them in training. He's looking fit. Um, he's looking he's oh, looking jacked. He's looking jacked ass. Yeah, he's looking good. Um, so, but look, I, I don't know. Is, is, is he, is he up for a resurgent? He's got to be, he's got to, he's unders definitely for 463,000. I kind of, um, if he was playing full, but I mean, look, if you, and and he was dual, like you pick him five, eight, that'd be good. Um, but I don't know. Is he, I think they're pretty reserved to the, I've, I've, the male yeah, I'm hearing is he's, he's playing play five, eight. eight. I hate it. I hate it because in 2019, he played five, eight. I started with him. He was terrible. Um, so I'm not, not really keen on it. And as much as I love Jackson Hastings, I think Mitchell Pierce was, is a better player. And I think Pierce was probably better for Ponga Supercoach stocks and he still sucked then. So I don't really expect it getting much better. Um, uh, but that's basically both our teams now. We've, we're kind of locked into that for a while until, uh, until, yeah, trials happen or, you know, we see the Tavita Pango Jr. is training the house down, and I'm sure we'll both uh, we'll both chuck him in as well. But um, if you're training the houses down, we'll get us to change things, I think. Exactly. It's going to take it's going to take a few houses to be trained down for us to, to yeah, re- really change. Um, just before we wrap up today, as I mentioned, plug the Discord, and I've pulled a few questions from uh, the Discord today, and I think there's some really, really insightful ones. The first one coming from Dan... What is the best way to approach the buy this year, or are we overthinking it? I do think we're overthinking it a, a touch. Um, it, I guess it makes it easier that there's no premium players from the Dragons that's you know that we want because that would make it tricky. Like you said, with Harry Grant last year being out the first round, that threw a spanner into my plans. I didn't start with him even though I wanted to. Um, but I guess the, the big concern is Tommy Turbo in round two having that buy, but. I'm not overly fussed right now. 
Yeah, I've had a look at the buys, and I think they've spread them out really nicely. There's some teams that have um, that you've got to look at early that it's better to have you know, them in your team. You can't have too many of, of a certain team, but I really think it's going to be quite manageable, and I agree with you 100% that we probably don't even need enoughs because there's going to be consistent teams on the buy. Um, I think it's going to make teams pick probably a better variety of teams, you know, players from different teams. Um, but I'm not too concerned about it because I've looked at the schedule and I think it's manageable. Um, yeah. I, um... In my, when I first saw that we're going to have this many buyers, I was like, they've got to give us extra trades. They've got to extend the positions, make it, you know, three halfbacks or, you know, whatever. But I don't think it's – I think we're over – I think initially we we're overreacting. I think it's going to be quite manageable. It's going to be more challenging, but I like that. I just think – I just think instead of having – so in previous years, you know, we've probably had – 18 viable guys that we're happy to play each week. So, like, your, your, your four reserves and one maybe extra. I think maybe if we have 19 guys that we're happy to play every week, that's fine because you're going to have one that's going to be out or maybe two if you have from the same team. Then you can have those two extras. I wouldn't go more than three players from one team. Mm. Um, I think three is probably your max, and that's three three good ones. So, like, Pappenhausen, Grant, Munster. I wouldn't have any more Storm players than that. Like, I think you've got to cap it at three personally. Um <laughs> But I, I made a post when the buy came out, and just some interesting things for everyone to note. Um, the longest period until the first buy is the Broncos and the Rabbitohs. They both don't have their first buy until round 16. The yeah. Cowboys have their first buy in round 15 compared with their magnificent first eight rounds. Uh, and the Eels don't have their first buy until round 14. Uh, yeah. And for the run home, teams that finish their first, or teams that finish their buys, um, the Sharks and the Tigers are done in round 18, so no more buys for them. And the Titans finish in round 17. So, um, yeah, I guess if you're future planning someone like a Nico Hines or, you know, David Fafita, you don't have to worry about them in the back end of the season missing game time. So I guess that's something to, to make note. But I do think we're overthinking it uh, a touch. Maybe just have a slightly deeper squad rather than jam-packing. No, more, no more five players from the Panthers because yeah. you'd be screwed when they have their bye. Now, uh, Scoop at Fuego. Now, Scoop is, uh, you know, new to Supercoach. I know this. Uh, he's a big fantasy expert. And the reason why I wanted to pull this is because fantasy have a different team set up to Supercoach. Um, a lot of people are gunning up with two keepers in one or multiple positions. Um, fullback, halfback, 5'8", etc. Looking to lock in season keepers and not requiring any trades for the rest of the year barring injury surely that's not a good strategy to get to invest in locking yourself into limiting positions for cheapies for example let's say um sean johnson does his acl that means luke metcalf comes in and if you have someone like a cleary and and a hines you probably can't get metcalf um you can't make money if you're locking yourselves into two guns what what are our thoughts on this um so the reason i wanted to grab this question is because last year uh i started with Sam Walker and Brad Schneider and mm. you know people called me crazy for selling Brad Schneider after two weeks when he was a surefire money maker but as you said earlier points are points um, it's all well and good to have a 15 million dollar team value but if you rank 10,000th cool like it's not going to get you anything points are points mm. Yeah, and I mean, look, you've got these two guys in the position. In some of the positions, you, there's a huge jump from the top two down to the next level. In those positions, you might as well just go with the two best players. I mean, last year, I know a few people that got Cleary in. Um, he was worth a whole mozza of money, um, but it had a high BE. So people went into a buy or something, and they sold him 
um, got in another player and then went back to Cleary. So if something does present itself, you can use a trade in there and a trade back if you need to. There's lots of different strategies to play it, but I guarantee you the people who started with Hines and Cleary are never going to regret that they did that. Yeah. Like, for for example, you, you touch on the drop-off of, of birth. So Brandon Smith is 417K. What do we think a viable average for him is? 62, 63? Yeah, I think so. He'd probably play 60-plus minutes, probably go just under a point a minute. Okay. So at 417K, uh, we say Brandon Smith's going to average 63. Uh, for 581k, so 160k and more, Appy Corazel averaged 63 last year, and yeah, in the Pan- Panthers, exactly. Team. So, so the drop off there is 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 not much when it comes to price. But if we go to halfback, for example, there was two clear outliers with Cleary at with Cleary at 80 and Hines at 86. Mm. No one. So I'm going to give you the list the list of the of the next four best halfbacks: Moses, Hughes, Cherry Evans, and Fogarty. No disrespect to those guys, but they're not pushing 80 average. No. So yeah. the, the value in other positions, so someone like a Cheese, for example, or someone like a Josh Hodgson who could have a bounce back, like those guys have the ability to match the, the, the top end of talent, not Harry Grant because he's an outlier, but the guys just under him. For example, halfbacks, I'm assuming this is what Scoop's referring to, people locking in two fullbacks or two halfbacks. They're the highest scoring positions. They're the, they're the positions that have the most amount of hundreds. You know, you're not going to captain a front row forward. It's not 2019 anymore. You're going to captain a halfback. You're going to captain a fullback, or you're going to captain a center with a juicy, juicy matchup. So I think, as you said, you've hit the nail on the head there. I think points are points. Yeah. I mean, look, the, there are some positions where you just go, like I'm doing it in front row where I'm going absolutely bargain because last year the top average was, you know, an I, IPAP who's gone out of the front row with a 76. But you go down to number three on the list and you're down to like Marty Tapao on average. You know, so you, if you've got someone in there plodding away getting 50, you know, the next best is Payne Hass has scored 80, 68. He's getting 18 points more. Um, you know, or has is good. Another value, way, yeah. another way to look at it is, for example, in your team, Jack Hetherington, right? He's starting for you. Yeah, you could look at him the exact same way you look at someone that's your last reserve. So you could have a really gun sixteen players, and you go, "Oh, look, I'll start Hetherington." Just because he starts doesn't mean he gets more points for being a reserve or a starter. Like I'm mm. looking at your team, and you've got Hetherington in there, and people will go, "Oh, why is Hetherington starting?" I wouldn't look at it like that. I would look at it as Hetherington is a seventeenth scoring option because you have. Um, you know, Brandon Smith, you have Nico Hines, you have Tom Travojevic. These are all your reserves. Does it make them any less of a better player because they're a reserve in your team? No. no. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, so I think, like I say to people every year, Supercoach sometimes leans you towards where savings are meant to be had. And I think in in turn, it tells you where there's you don't save, you just spend. Um, and I think that that's a good... I mean, I've seen a lot of teams that are just going with those two gun halves. Yeah, uh, I think that's the way that I'm going. Unless unless Katoa emerges as like he's going to play and he's going to be locked in, then I'm probably not going to be vying away. I've managed to build an okay side. Like if I need, like if my, let me pull back up my team, for example. If Hayes Dunster doesn't play, if, um, you know, Tyrell Sun doesn't play, I can just downgrade Toe. Like that's where I'm going to get my money from. I can downgrade Fafita to a Adam Elliott and free up 120k. I'm not yeah. going to be moving from from Cleary and, and Hines, I don't think. Yeah, I'll probably you know downgrade at all if I have to, yeah. you know, somewhere in there and go cheaper in the um, centers, you know. So yeah, the, I'm not going to go in the halves. Nah, fantastic, mate. 
I reckon this has been an absolute cracker first episode. We've had some very, very insightful Supercoach chat for the 2nd of January. Way too early. But Teamless Tuesday is, you know, the 28th of February this year. So it's a little bit earlier. It's, it's, the season's actually not that far away when you think about it. Yeah, I mean, we're, we're super coach nuffies, so Des- we're already desperados. About it, yeah, building our teams and stuff. But look, um, you know, there's early mail that comes out. We had a World Cup as well, so the, the gap between you know, TLT is shorter, um, you know, so it's exciting. And I think this year we've got an extra team in, we've got a lot of buys. People who are playing Supercoach are excited for this year. And I think those people that plan early and and do their research are going to really benefit this year in this more sort of complex sort of year with all the buyers. Yeah, look, I'm very, very excited. Um, for anyone that is listening to this that is not a Supercoach Gold subscriber, I get this message five times a day. Team Picker opens up normally for you guys around Australia Day. Um, however, I think it's 25 bucks to grab Supercoach Gold. If you don't want to pay that, there is um, a plethora of people that do Team Pickers for free. Uh, I think Rugby League Fantasy Pro on their website, they have a Team Picker. Um, in my Discord, give another plug. Um, Aman from Aman Talks Supercoach, he has done my Team Planner spreadsheet and that has a Team Picker in it. So there's, you know, if you don't want to pay the 25 bucks, fantastic. Um, but if you are listening to this podcast at the 2nd or 3rd of January, I think you're pretty much a super coach desperado. <laughs> yeah, you should get goals. Worth it for 28. You can look at break-evens and you yeah. can look at who, what the trade trends are, how many people are vice-captaining, blah. It's good. Look, and all those uh, all those resources are free elsewhere. Like, there's some fantastic websites that do it. But it's, all, it's nice to have it just correlated in one spot. Like, if I want to go buy Jerome Hughes in round five... I can see how many people have brought him in or how many people are captaining him all in the one spot. So uh, I don't get I don't get paid. Uh, thanks for if you're listening to this. If you want to give me a refer- if you want to give me a referral code, I'll I'll take one. <laughs> give me some free gold. Thanks to you, prick. Um, but no, look, episode one is done. We will be back uh, on Friday. I think we have uh, our first team preview. Don't ask me who it is. I think it's the first two teams alphabetically in the last two teams. So I know off the top of my head, I think it's maybe the Broncos, the Raiders. The Tigers and the Warriors, I want to say. I don't know. I'll correlate with Ado. Um, up the milk. Up the milk. And, uh, yeah, I think I haven't worked out, Ado, if... I'm not too sure if I'm going to do those team previews as one, like, hour and a half episode or if we do them into, like, you know, maybe three or four 15-minute ones. Um, yep. Yeah, we'll work that out. But, uh, yeah, we'll definitely have some content out Friday moving forward. But, uh, mate, where can we find you? Uh, for anyone not listening on YouTube, they can't see your handle. But uh, people that are listening on audio, where can they grab your stuff? Yep, so just look up Supercoach by Adrian Asaurus. I know it's stupid that I, my last name is Asaurus, but it just stuck, unfortunately, and everyone got to know me as that, so that's what I go as. Supercoach by Adrian Asaurus, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. You know, you'll find me. I've always got the links there to my potty if you, you know, because I'm going to still do some solo stuff. Just look it up. You'll find it. Very, very active uh, in the DMs too, but it's uh, a blessing and a curse having a, a bigger platform. I do miss the days when I had, 500 followers and you could reply to everyone but um you're very very good at that you reply to, yeah. to everyone yeah. so lots of people love the old send me their team and what do i think of it i, I like doing that because you know i i don't sleep so well and i get people to, you know sending me through their stuff and i'm pretty good at answering yeah. generally so at the moment i can do it we'll yeah, send them through if you need to fantastic well that's going to be episode one wrapped up for the dual position podcast a new look dual position podcast for 2023 very very excited uh mate thank you so much an absolute pleasure. Number uh, one's in the book. Number so. one's all done. All right. Well, uh, yeah, we're going to wrap it up for today. Um, thanks so much for listening, guys. Have a good one, and we'll see you on Friday.